good morning and welcome to another episode of the What If We Keep It Real podcast. I'm your host, Henry Sondo. And I'm your host, Ben Oden. Leo Bana, we're going to talk about something that's... Anyways, we're going to talk about friendship. Straight mm. to the point. Friendship is so important. Everyone has friends. Let's talk about friends, baby. Who sang that song? Chaka. Oh, I just I just sang it now. <laughs> you made it up. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, everybody has friends. Or let's say rather, everybody has people they assume or call friends. Whether they're friends or not, we don't know, right? The homie is a deep word, isn't it? Technically, isn't it? It's supposed to be like a super deep word. Yes. Anyways. Yeah, man, we're going to talk about friendship today. We're gonna, you know, explore different aspects, you know, from from physical friendships to yes. to to virtual friendships, mm-hmm. which have actually, for some reason, overtaken the, you know, or rather superseded the importance of actually having physical Absolutely. friends. You can say that again, right? And 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 how does that look in in you know in the Christian worldview, mm-hmm. you know? So the issue number one, as you just spoke, we said, Manai, first of all, let me just ask Ben, mm-hmm. what's the definition of a friend to you? I think a friend is an individual that right. you have decided mm-hmm. to roll with. An individual that you have decided to... Youngster's language, man. <laughs> yeah. an, individual, an individual that you have decided to do life with. Right. So this is somebody that you have decided to be in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Family, you have no choice. You're born into that family. You mm-hmm. have siblings. You have parents. Those are people you are glued to them just by birth. Mm-hmm. But friendship, on the other hand, these are people that you have observed, people you have seen, people you've come across and made a conscious decision Uh that I am going to be in a relationship with you. I am going to allow you to be a part of my life. You're going to allow me to be a part of your life Uh and we'll do life together. Uh So we have have no ties like that are forced. We don't have anything that's forcing us to be together. We are here by choice. Right. Well, that's actually a pretty well put answer i think i believe the same thing but you said we we make a decision that they should be in our lives and they make a decision for us to be in their lives yeah how many times do we have friends where we make a decision to have them in our lives as friends but they don't do the same so we're always on this yeah we're never on the same you know wavelength, same page yeah. same wavelength yeah. throughout the entire relationship you're 10 15 20 years yeah. down the road i think they have a word figure. for that they say what is it one-sided friendship right yeah how come we don't even recognize these i think we do what? But sometimes I think when you want to be a friend of someone so bad, you overlook some of those things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you downplay them and you excuse such things. But right. I think uh, the human mind has the ability to see and pick those things. I think sort of like any relationship, though. Yeah. Because even, even, you know, a relationship between, a, you know, a guy and a girl, hmm. many times so many men and so many women want to decide, ah, man, I mean, I forgot all that just to, to be with him or to mm. be with her, right? Yeah, be def- in definitely. The, the body, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a change him. Mm. Anyways, uh, well, let, me change you, her. let me tell you why I think uh, I thought about this issue. I was going through my Facebook. Yes. Actually, I was taking a shower, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact. And then the, the issue of Facebook just popped up into my head. I was like, damn, actually, I've not been on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly I was like, yeah, I've got so many friends on Facebook. How many do I have? Have I ever reached a thousand? All these things that popped up in my head. This is just a couple of days ago. And then I remembered when I went on a whole tirade of just deleting people that I didn't, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. We, we just accepted them for the sake of accepting people, you know. And uh, 
eventually this time around, I was like, I didn't finish deleting them. So this time I was like, coming out the channel, I was like, let me just go see what's on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I've not even talked to anybody from Facebook, you know. So, Kufungua, you notice you have so many friends, over a hundred friends, yeah. two, three, four, five hundred friends. And so many people have that. And then you, I just asked myself the question, how many out of these people are actually my friends? Mm. Out of my definition of friendship or out of the definition you, you gave as friends, how many of them are my friends? Mm. Bruh. Bruh, bruh. Kila mtu ni loso friend. Kila mtu nukta anaye church friend. Kila mtu nukta anaye kwenye basi friend. So I was just like, damn. I actually don't know half of these people. Or even more than half, right? So... I'm wondering, I don't have a relationship with these people. So how come I'm friends with them? Mm-hmm. You know? So that begged the question, how many friends, Henry, do you actually have? Right now on a vocabulary, how many? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, my definition here, very few people. Out of those people, when you Facebook and Zaganata or Instagram or Twitter, you know, let's go with Facebook, some of their called friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, bro, they're not more than 10. They were homies back in the day, acquaintances and buddies, but they were never friends. Mm-hmm. So I come to the point, I was like, damn, this is so bad with social media. I actually have more people on social media than that, physically. Yeah. People that I consider quote unquote friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you consider friends or I consider friends? Do you consider them friends? Now, first of all, I don't even have Facebook, so. So you don't have friends. So I don't have friends. I don't so have what followers. You into yourself, I got followers. Yeah, I'm better than the rest of y'all. I'm not <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, man. So I, 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 I was just wondering, basically, when you, I am a solid friendship. We know what the definition is, but why do we settle mm. for such a thing that has no substance? Yeah. Something that. Why do we end up finding our identity, or rather, why do we end up finding popularity by having many more people? seem to have more people as friends or followers. Kwanini. I think the world we live in has sold us this idea mm-hmm. that the more people that know you, mm-hmm. the more people that praise your name, the more people that like you, mm-hmm. um, the better you are as a person. Mm. That's the whole idea. Validation. Exactly, validation. Um, right. and, and I think... Um, people are born with this fundamental need for affirmation. And social media has tapped into that. Social media is taking wow. advantage of that human need. Mm-hmm. So even the invention of the like button, right? I am affirming you. You put up a photo of yourself. Right. I am affirming you by mm-hmm. clicking that like button, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on Twitter or whatever. I, I am affirming you. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am affirming you. And that's why um, I think, we, you know, we've been talking about it before where um, for those who use Instagram, nothing feels good like logging on into Instagram and then there's that red heart that pops. Mm. You're like, oh, somebody affirmed me out there. We don't right. necessarily call it that. We just said somebody liked my photo. Mm-hmm. But I think the general idea of what, you know, these Silicon Valley giants are doing is they're like, you know what? People have a fundamental need for affirmation. So mm-hmm. how can we tap into that? Right. So as a result, Nikwamba, it, it's, like, it's become like a drug. It is. Where now you're no longer... That's why, you know, people moved away from authenticity on social media to inauthenticity because now... I know what's going to get you to affirm me. 
that's right. what I'm going to show you. Mm -hmm. And as a result, over the course of years, social media has, be, has been curated now. It's mm -hmm. all about highlights. Mm -hmm. it's, it's all about posting the thing that's going to make you affirm me. I mean, I'm going to say, I'm like, good morning, I'm going to say, Bible pale, kahawa, I'm going to cappuccino with that leaf. And then, and you're like, you didn't wake up like that. Your days don't, your mornings don't look like that, you know? Right. Uh, or, people posting these workout videos, but that's the only time of the week that you actually manage to get up and go there. The rest right. of the days you snoozed. Uh, so my, I think this virtual friendship, for the most part, it's a facade. Because uh -huh. we are intentionally uh -huh. showing people the things that we know will get them to affirm us. Um, and... As a result, Nikomba, you're not being authentic. So even even the connections that you make, they don't really know you because you've shown them a very manufactured view of who you are. Right. You move away from the social media to actual real life, they'll be proud. It's going to be problem because this is not who I thought you were. Right. I thought you were into fitness, but clearly you are not. not. I thought you were into, you know, you're like a great you're a reader and stuff, but you're not. You're just putting out photos. Okay. I thought you were into, I thought you're not. So so that's why I think the, you know, offline way of connecting with people has proven to be successful over the course of years. Not to say that there, you know, there are no facades in real, you know, outside in the real world. There are, but I think there's very, you know, people can pick it up a lot more easier than on social media. Okay. Right. So, so I think with social media, we just have to be careful. I think I've I've watched a documentary, and I've told you this before. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's called mm -hmm. Abstract. Right. And they were talking about design, and they were talking about the guy who designed the user experience of who redesigned the user experience and the interface of uh, Instagram. Right. And he was saying how everything is just put there mm -hmm. um, to get us to go back again and again. Right. Uh, the design of the bottomless pit. Mm -hmm. In the past, if you'd scroll on any of the social media platforms, you reach the bottom. Right. And then now they say, you know what? Okay, this means if somebody comes in, they can get out. Right. You know, they there's a way. But so now they say, you know what? What if we designed it in a way that it doesn't end? It's mm -hmm. an endless scroll. You can scroll bottomless pit all right. day long. So you see that even they admit that you know what? It's been designed to keep you there, and it's not been designed to form genuine friendships. That's not. What it's built for. It's built to get you addicted. It's built you to get you there more and more again. And I think the fact that they've figured out that people have this fundamental need for affirmation and we can give them an illusion of meeting their need. Mm -hmm. But in essence, they're not meeting their need. If you have an issue with affirmation, uh, social media is not going to help you. Because right. guess what? Today they'll like it. Tomorrow they'll trash it. And so they'll affirm you today. They'll destroy you tomorrow. Oh, so they even forget about it. Yeah, and you feel like people are out there to get you. Mm -hmm. So I think... If that's the need you have as an individual, um, you know, go to Jesus. <laughs> Jesus loves me. I love Jesus. Do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, there was a gate. Uh, remember, we used to ride the bike. There's this street as you're heading to Darfur Market. There's somebody uh, and I get on his gate. I love Jesus. Or Jesus, I love Jesus. Do you? I was just like, dude, like, I was like, dude, like, I was like, I was like, I was like, I was 
lakini you know profit and everything and, and, and i'm sure there are people who, who are connected like i think it's easier for older people like generation baby boomers you know yeah baby, yeah people who didn't grow up in this era and now they're like oh my god there's this thing that i can connect with my friends on this continent on this country it's easier for them. but for the millennials and the generation z mm-hmm. but they stick they sticking on facebook yes na vile vya zamani is it is it twitter about no like that let's keep it moving no. how is it go compete with that cuz no. they can't even keep up with that right no. so i was just wondering kwamba we're so connected right now as a generation yeah we millennials quote, this quote, generation connected. z right Hmm? We're millennials. Yeah. Hallelujah. Because Generation Z just sounds like a virus, bro. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but I was just wondering, a generation like ours that is so connected, yet so isolated. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. But we're connected virtually like anyway, we're so detached from everybody else. Even the people we're connected to virtually, we're so detached from them. I don't think we're connected. I think we can reach each other. Well, that's connected. But we're not. Well, well, well then we're technologically connected. Technologically, Yes. Well, we feel but, as if we're connected. But personally, we, I don't think we're connected, no. And that's why, I mean, the, then the, 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 when the personal uh, part kicks in, we notice that we're very, oh, people from the outside look in, looking in, see, okay, Kumbi, those guys are really isolated. Mm-hmm. People inside, we really don't know. Yeah. You know, in the matrix, mm-hmm. you know. But so individuals who, as a result of all these techno, you know, uh, technological advances, we have such a great reach to everybody, to connect, to network, you know, but... The connection that we're actually forming with people mm-hmm. isn't real. It, it's just the surface of just, I see his picture, I see her picture, I see his tweet on the. But there's, I don't care for you. I care for what you're you're showing me. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know, man. Because I think every every person, you know, it's different with everyone, and mm-hmm. I can't really speak for everyone. I I can only speak for myself, but I think. For the most part, social media now, I think the beautiful thing and what social media is that it's become like an influencer versus influencee right. uh, relationship. That's what it's become, you know, the follower and the guy who's, uh-huh. you know, being followed. Um, so that relationship works because clearly I'm just, I'm building a brand uh-huh. and I'm showing you what, what this life is all about. Right. And, you know, you get inspiration. And I'm not saying that, you know, I think... We're not saying that social media is altogether bad or anything. Social media is social media. Right. Whether it's good or bad, it's what we do with it as people. Absolutely. So there are people who use social media for great things, <laughs> and there are people who social media is actually a bad thing for them. Right. Um, so I think how do we move away from that? Um, first of all, I make no mistake about you know social media. I know that I'm not forming no friendships on social media. I know Absolutely. that for a fact. I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not even. I'm under no illusion that I'm making friends on social media or anything mm-hmm. like that. All my friends are people that I've met, you know, in real life. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, spend we, time together. We might connect on social media or anything like that, right. but you don't see me liking your stuff or anything like that. You don't see me liking your stuff <laughs> exactly. But we're friends, so I think for me, which is so weird, you will text me about something I posted, yo, bro. So for me, social media, I use it to let people know what I'm what I'm doing. I think right. for me, it's mostly work stuff. Yeah, um, that you know, hey, I'm speaking at this event or you know, I'm doing this uh, workshop. So stuff like that, where for me, it's more of work-related platform, like to <laughs> to create awareness, um, or you know, to just celebrate big moments. Uh, <laughs> like I think you know, if I'm if it's like a wedding anniversary or something like that, and to let some my friends know right like you know hey today you know is this and that so i'm not for the world about my friends and even the people that i'm connected to most of them are actually my actual friends mm-hmm. so for me it's that's what is it it's there for but yeah. i'm not i'm not like you know uh i'm going to this country and i'm like taking a photo like yo i'm, I'm i don't do that because right. for me it's like that's not the purpose of why i 
have the platform right. to begin with. Uh, or, you know, I'm out having lunch and I'm taking a photo of my, you know, plate mm-hmm. or anything like that. I don't do none of that. And not to say that that's a bad thing if, you, if you're into that, mm-hmm. but I think for me personally, that's not what I'm about. And as a result of that, people who do that kind of thing are not necessarily people that I'm going to, like, follow. Unless you're, like, my friend for real and then you just happen to be into that kind of thing. Right. Because um, even when I go there, I, there, I want to see certain things, very okay. specific things. Like if you go on my explore, it's mostly basketball stuff um, or, like, leadership stuff. or yeah, business, I'm trying to curate Or, bi- you know, like, Bible, what is it, Christian stuff. So I think, yeah, exactly. So, so that's what I'm... If I'm going there, that's the content that I want to read. That's the content that I want to get. So I'm not going to be into, you know, workout stuff or food or... Fashion. I'm not. I'm not into those type of things. So I think. It, I think it's different with everyone. You just have to know where you're coming from. But I think for me, that's that's sort of like that's, where that's I come a dangerous from. button. Which one? The explore button. No, my explore button is just full of sneakers and basketball. That's what we cut off your toku. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but but <clears throat> I was just thinking, Kumba, we're in such a very. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. It is dangerous, but I forgot the word for it. Anyways, yeah. we're Kumba. What on Akutana right now? And instead of even asking somebody for their number, yo, what's your what's your Facebook handle? Mm. What's your Instagram handle? Are you on Twitter? Uh, no, like in Yo, let's let's I let think, me follow uh, you real quick right now. I think if it's a dude asking a chick, who I'm just playing the long game. That's a stupid game. That's no, not a long game. What's that, the long game? That that dude is playing the long game. Come on, I'm going to come back and I'm going to let me holler at you on the gram. Wanna. And then eh, Graham in a entry point, you have a number. Let's I just keep it all the way real here, right? I never Mas, done that. Oh, oh, I'm not saying you have done that, but I'm saying it's something people do. It's crazy. Maybe I had a homeboy who would ask for an email. <laughs> who, who would say no to an email? You know what right. I'm saying? Uh-huh. Come back, just give me your email. <laughs> an email is an entry point to get the phone number. So I think there are people who ask that question because they're playing the long game. And then there are people who ask that question because... You know, they're just into social media. <laughs> but that's why people are, these days, young men, aren't, aren't able to actually approach a girl. Simple, because in the Mambo Kamayo, you know. Anyways, um, so these are what these are people we call friends, unfortunately, one way or the other. What mm-hmm. we've been falling victim to that. Like in the, anyways, so the main point of this conversation is to figure out, as Christians, mm. what is friendship as Christians? What does the Bible have to say about friendship, Right. You know, um, of course, there's the famous verse, I'm born in Proverbs and Gabi. 18? Proverbs, I forgot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, what does it say? Uh, is it the one that says, you know, what is it? Um, a friend of many will fall, what is it? And then um, a friend is... Sunday school, memorizing verses. Get, get, get out of here. <laughs> Uh, what does it say? Um, I've got no idea. I think it's eight. It's Proverbs eighteen. Look at that verse. Let, we'll let me look it up. That. Yeah. But there's also another verse. That we says, apologize to our Sunday school teachers out there, indeed, who made an extra effort to make sure that we have the word of God written in our hearts. But clearly, uh, Chaka. The, yeah, the words remained on it's paper. Somewhere in eighteen, bro. Yeah, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Uh, first of all, Proverbs eighteen twenty four. Then get at least fifty percent, bro. Nah, you like ten percent. Ah, it comes from Proverbs. Yeah. You know, first of all, there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Kwachana kuingia who that is is talking about. Like, that's at least already a picture of what friendship is about. But mm. when people look in, come there's such a loyalty with friendship that even goes farther than what you might think as family. Come the loyalty comes from a place of come I choose 
Mm. I think that's why they stick closer because I choose. Really, I don't choose them. They, mm -hmm. They're just there. So I have no choice. Like any, with a friend, he or she chooses to be close to you. She chooses to value you. She chooses mm. to protect you. He chooses there's to- There's choice involved. There's choice involved. Mm. You know, even there's, you know, Proverbs 17, 17, 17 verse 17, which says a, lo a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. Mm. Gives you a second part, but they'll always be there for you. Mm. So one, he chooses mm -hmm. to be for you, mm -hmm. a part of your life, but also they'll be there in their time of need. Mm. A, f a friend in need is a friend indeed. Mm. Eh, yeah. grade two. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't. Picking a bumper stickers, like two academic, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, man. So, and I think Nini, that's why he wanted to say, say God is the greatest friend we'll ever have. Right. Um, because Bible one, He chose us. Because remember, when, when people, you know, messed everything up, mm -hmm. He divorced humankind. He says, "I want none to do with y'all." Mm -hmm. um, and then. In Isaiah 41, verse 8, he says, But you, Israel, mm -hmm. of course, he chose that nation, right. you know, amongst the entire earth. Um, but you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, again, <laughs> friendship chosen, uh, the offspring of Abraham, my right. friend. Mm -hmm. So there's that element of choice when it comes to friendship. I have Absolutely. chosen you. That's crazy. Can you imagine, like, God looking at Abraham and be like, yo. My homeboy. Homeboy, what's up? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anyways. No, the, the three levels we're trying to look at, right? Mm -hmm. We're trying to look at uh, three different aspects. The first aspect I want to look at is the friendship that was given or shown by by uh, David and, and, and Jonathan, Jonathan. The yeah. famous friendship. Yeah. Those, is, those are goals, right? <laughs> See, you, I, don't, I don't really know if they're I, goals, though. I don't though. know because yeah. there are certain things. Okay, the famous verse, 2 Samuel 126, whereby, you know, at this point, Jonathan just passed away. Hmm. And, and David is mourning. I think Lamentations, most of it is about the death of Jonathan, right? I don't even remember the last time I read that book. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, not, 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 sorry, not Lamentations. Not Lamentations, sorry. Lamentations yeah, that, that, that's not it. Yeah, but uh, some of the Lamentations that he has written. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah no, no, of course. It's, 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 it's King Saul. You've got King Saul. You've got uh, Jonathan, I yeah. think, his, one of his sons. Did he? No, no, no. Right. It's just uh, the two of them. Absalom, the king and the son. He, he didn't. Absalom died. I mean, of course, when he tried to overthrow his dad and mm. then he was running with his... How could he have had... His head got him in trouble. I think Ali didn't he? Of course, he loved his son. Okay, so there we go. Anyways, so <clears throat> at this point, Jonathan has passed away and and and, and David is, is mourning. And he says, your love to me, his love... I mean, Jonathan's love to David. Mm. David is saying, your love to me was extraordinary, surpassing the love of women. Bro... Hey! How many? I think people can say that kind of. I don't know anybody. I can't say that. Can you say first of all? I have you're, I, you're married. Not at right any now. point in my life. Will you ever say that? Never. Bro, never. And I'm not saying this in a bad way, but I'm just saying. I don't. Know, I was talking to my wife uh, the other day. I was like, Annie, she's gone places. No one else has ever gone. Not even mm -hmm. my parents. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So, me, this is the most unrelatable thing <laughs> David has ever said. Right. What? You couldn't understand it. I can't even begin to fathom. <laughs> no, to but, love another dude like that. You know, uh, we know David had his own issues. Mm -hmm. Father issues, you know, daddy issues, mm -hmm. of course. 
you know, he's had issues with women. Had that issues, uh-huh. You know, his faithfulness to, 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 to women has also been a problem. Yeah, homeboy was into what was he, was a, he was a ladies' man. He was a ladies' man. Love yeah. that because he had no connection there. LL Cool D, yeah? Maybe because he wasn't... <laughs> <laughs> maybe because he wasn't connected. Maybe maybe because the love of his wives. How many wives do you have? Three? Who? David. Uh. David had a bunch of women, bro. Not wives. No. Wives. Dude, he had three wives. This three is wives. before he was a king. So three wives. When he was on the run. On route to here. Yeah. yeah, on route. He, he already had... Th- this is young David on the run. He had three. Refugee, three wives. And then after that, Kaungeza. So anyways, you, you get to see the trend, Kamba. To him, that was... Maybe that wasn't, wasn't, was never an issue. Loyalty to him was just like, eh, with a woman, eh, I don't have to actually love this person. I just need to, to have them. I'm a king, right? Maybe. I'm just... I'm just Assuming these things. And maybe that's why he didn't find this love that he was craving, this intimacy that that came with women. Hmm. And and as a result, the only place he could find this loyalty and intimacy was in Jonathan. Because Jonathan did way more for this dude than than any woman ever done. No, than anybody had ever done for him. That's crazy. Yamalim Kanadi, his father, right? Alim Dangani, his father. We always say that, you know what, David was... Uh overlooked by his family. Mm-hmm. It's never really outright said. Right. Um, we just like read into things like how right now we're like reading into like in trying to psychoanalyze David mm-hmm. and his it's, it's always yeah. It, it always comes from that place. It's never really explicitly said David's dad thought David was trash. Mm-hmm. It's never really said in the Bible. Right. Uh, but we just observe the situation and say maybe this is what was actually happening. So mm-hmm. if that is happens if that's true, if that story is true, um we all know that Saul actually hated David. We know that. We know that his brothers didn't think very highly mm-hmm. of him. That's mm-hmm. explicitly said in there. No, um, his father. Either. Yeah, and his wives, you know, they were just, at that particular time in their culture. He just w- conquered them. Women played a certain role. And, you know, um, you see very few examples of women really influencing their husbands. I think the only person in the entire uh, Old Testament who really nailed it was uh, Jezebel. Right. She's the only one. Shut up. Yani, who really like Yani King Ahab was just like Yani that you know something about how second but men are the head, women are the neck. Mm-hmm. Jezebel was a proper neck, bruh. Yeah. Um, so she's the only one where you see that level of so of course even in their culture, women didn't really uh for the most part, especially for someone in a polygamy situation, yeah, uh, like David, women weren't as close to their husbands as they should have been if it was like a monogamous situation. Right. So of course if that happens to be the situation as well, then you can see that he didn't really have a lot of people in his life Absolutely. that he can be that close with. Absolutely. And here comes Jonathan who says, I'm going to ride and die with you, literally. Mm-hmm. Like not even just saying that, you know, like as a thing we tell our friends, you know, you're my ride or die. But then when the dying comes, homeboy checks out or homegirl checks out. Mm-hmm. He was for real. I'm going to ride with you. I'm going to die with you. Bad boys for life. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to add that one in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like any, but but th- this introduces a new aspect of friendship, mm-hmm. David and Jonathan. But there was actual something called intimacy. Mm-hmm. You know, intimacy. When I say intimacy, I don't mean like an erotic intimacy, because mm-hmm. I would just their relationship by speaking, by saying such words. You know, you love extraordinary, surpassing all women, the love of women. You, 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 it feels weird. Straight. 
or is he one of those? Because we think we 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 have a tendency of connecting intimacy and sexuality with erotic, yeah, with, yeah. It's it's that's the thing is that as soon as you hear the word intimacy, you think of sex, sensuality. Something sensual is going down, right? If there's intimacy, right? Um, even when people you know want to they want to talk about the marital bed, what do they say? Intimate mm-hmm. moments. So intimacy is a word we have connected. Are to... you intimate with your partner? You can never say you're intimate with your brother. Everyone yeah, will be like, like what? You are, are you intimate with your friends? Mm. If somebody says that, you, you, you can almost feel insulted. Like, what are you saying? Yeah. What? What are you saying? But in, in, in actuality, mm-hmm. we know for a fact that, you know, intimacy has nothing to do with sex. Mm-hmm. Actually, sex is as a result of you being intimate. Yeah, and I think by, by definition, intimacy is being closely acquainted with someone. Mm-hmm. It's just about having a certain closeness right. with another person. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's all, that, that, that's the meaning of that word. Right. It's about being very close to somebody else. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and the combination of it all, you know, you've got the intellectual intimacy, you've got physical intimacy, yes. you've got emotional intimacy, mm-hmm. you've got all these sorts of intimacies unless they're available. Sexual intimacy just happens to be one of them. Exactly. Even physical all. intimacy is not sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. Those are, Different things completely, yeah. and 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 what we see from God to man, from man to man, even from Jesus mm. to, to his disciples, but there's a sense of intimacy, mm-hmm. vulnerability. There's openness. But I am allowing you into, I am, I'm opening up my heart so you can peek in and see mm. the true me. Yeah, that's intimacy. I'm mm. allowing you to sit there inside, right? And and you get to see that with David and Jonathan, right? Mm. So that's the first part. The second part I'm, I want to look at is actually where we actually find our, who we actually are, our identity as Christians, mm-hmm. and that is in Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and how he uh, defined friendship, mm-hmm. how he structured his friendship with, with his disciples. Mm-hmm. You know, John 15, 15, mm-hmm. he says, no longer do I call you servants, mm-hmm. for the servant does not know what his master is doing, mm-hmm. but I have called you friends. Mm-hmm. For all that I have heard from my father, I have known, I've made known to you. Mm-hmm. In other words, he's saying, basically, I'm calling you friends because I have let you into my heart where my father sits. Absolutely. Umona, I have, my father, God, the father, mm-hmm. is my heart. Mm-hmm. So I have shown you who my father is. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you're no longer servants, you're friends. Mm-hmm. Why does he call them friends? Because he says, now we are closer. I've, We're sticking I've, closer. I've, I've let you in. I've let you in now. Mm. We're so intimate now. It's I've given you access that other people don't have. Other people don't have. Absolutely. And, 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 and that's the structure we're encouraged to have. Yeah. However, however, he had so many disciples. Yes, right? he did. Then he has the 12 core that he says, mm-hmm. I've chosen you. Yeah. First of all, see, I've chosen you. Number mm-hmm. one, I've just chosen you guys. You know, I always, I, I, I always joke about this, and I think I've talked to a couple of my friends about it. <laughs> Imagine being part of the crowd the day he's picking the 12. It felt like the it's NBA crazy. draft. Yeah, just sitting there like, is he going to be me? But, but, but you see, if you think and about the, it that way, is it, that, if you were sat on the, on the, on, in a line and you had to pick, then that's bad. Dude, it was such an honor to be a disciple of a rabbi. Forget about being a disciple of the Messiah. Mm-hmm. In that time, to be picked to be a disciple of a rabbi is renowned as Jesus. You know what I'm saying? It's, it was such an honor. Just forget about him being the Messiah and everything. Just being a disciple of a rabbi. So it was a pretty big deal. 
But but I just love the way some of these people even weren't picked. If you look at it, Dude, some people just followed we, and we just started like, we don't, we don't, what do you no, want? Man. No, we don't hear the stories. I'm pretty sure there was a few guys who were like, you know what, I'm I'm, I'm done. Com- no, no, it's written. In the- you picked Nathaniel. Shout I'm out of here. Shout out to Nathaniel. Though. Yeah. What happened? I don't know. About Thomas Nathaniel. of all people, Thomas. I'm out of here. There probably were a few guys who said that. They're like, you know what? I'm done. Uh, oh, no way. man. The controversy of Judas. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. that's neither here nor there. Oh, but, somebody heard about Judas is like, you know, see, I, I told y'all. <laughs> he should have picked me. Should, look at that. <laughs> yeah, look at that. He should have picked me. <laughs> no, uh, after there's something you remind me about that I just read, but I'll come back to that. Yeah. But, um, but you look at the structure that Jesus gave you know, with, with his disciples come, but you have your core 12. Yeah. Of which like, that's, that's the homies we call the homies. Mm-hmm. And then you have the core three now. The core three, which the, you call the, the inner circle. What's mm-hmm. the other one? The outer court? Uh, What's it? Acquaintances. Yeah, what do you say? The inner circle and the other so, one? So there's the outer courts. Outer courts. Well, this is the Jewish uh, temple, the structure mm-hmm. of, you know, the tabernacle. Uh, there's the outer uh, courts. Mm-hmm. Um, house is up. Right. Disciples meow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the holy place which is the 12, mm-hmm. and then there's, there's the Holy of Holies, which is the three. The I James, disagree with that. The, the, we the, keep the, having this conversation. I, I know. Disagree I, I, I know you disagree so with the, that. Let me, let me just, I think. I think, I, I think first of all, we, we have to explain so that people understand what we're talking about here. Yeah. I said uh, that. Define the Holy of Holies first. Yeah. So in the Jewish uh, temple, mm-hmm. um, the presence of God, I mean, the, the structure of the temple had three places. Mm-hmm. There is the outer courts, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, I think even Gentiles and women and whatnot could get into that place. Right. Um, and then there's the holy place, mm-hmm. and certain people could get into the holy place. Mm-hmm. And then there's the holy of holies, where only the priest, the high priest, could go in once a year mm-hmm. in what is, uh, is it Yom Kippur? Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, is it Yom Kippur though? I don't know. Yeah, it is. I think Hanukkah is when uh, the Maccabees, you know, cleanse the temple. So, yeah, probably Yom Kippur. Uh-huh. So, the Holy, the Holy of Holies is when only the great high priest, I mean, the high priest could go in once. Uh-huh. That's when uh, jo- John Baptist's dad went in and then met the angel and whatnot. So, they could only go in once. Um, and that's why when they say the when the veil of the temple was torn is to enter into the Holy of Holies. And that way, Jesus has opened up the door. Given us access. Yeah, Given us straight access. Where now, people can go straight to the Father Anytime. So we walk boldly into the throne of grace. We can just walk in anytime we want to walk into the Holy of Holies. So that's the structure of the Jewish temple. Okay. And I was saying is that friendships should sort of be structured in the same way, mm-hmm. where there are people who access the outer courts mm-hmm. of your life. Right. And then there are people who you allow into the holy place of your life. You know, these are people who probably know about you. They know about your family. They know about your, you know, they can access certain parts of your life. Right. They, they, they know. And then there are people who are, are allowed to enter into the Holy of Holies. Right. These are the people who know your hearts. Right. These are the people who you know your secrets. These are the people who know your struggles. These are the people who really know you. Uh-huh. People who can honestly know you. And you can see the numbers here. The people who were that close to Jesus, only three of them. Right. And then, of course, there was the 12. Uh-huh. And then there was everybody else. Right. Um, when he, by the time he was, dis- he was in the ascending to heaven, um, they were like... I think he had left 500 disciples. Uh-huh. By the time of Pentecost, there was 120 disciples. So you see that the numbers were big. In the outer courts, the numbers were big. So I think we should structure our friendships in the same way. There are people who stay on the outer courts. People can get promoted, though. They can get from the government, outer courts to the Holy of Holies. And then there are people who are in the holy place. 
And then there are people who are in the Holy of Holies. Now, you said that... Let me say what I said. Okay, you say what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, basically, you have the outer court. Uh-huh. That's the 12. Uh-huh. Um, then you have the your inner circle. The, 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 the holy place. Uh-huh. The holy place is the three. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's in Jesus uh, is you know in Jesus um, uh, what you call this? Why are these words just disappearing from my mind? Uh, in a circle. No, Jesus in a circle. Yes, mm-hmm. is um, you had John, Peter, Peter James, John, uh, Peter, John, and James. Yes, right. I am of the of the belief, come by the Holy of Holies, just like in Mifungwe, so you can have access to the Father. Should only be between you and God, so nobody mm-hmm. else should be in that place. It's only you and God. Hence the secret place. No one should be part of the secret place but you mm-hmm. and Jesus. Now, mm-hmm. Kumbuka even, uh, somebody had tweeted, Komba, Akasema, let me read this tweet. Said, when people are not emotionally stable, mm-hmm. they should not have access to your secret place. Mm-hmm. So I responded, leave them alone, man. Only God should have access to that place. But I think... I, I'm, I'm completely of that opinion. The I Holy know, of Holies, the secret place, should only be between you and the Holy One. Yeah. Okay? That's my assumption. But I'll tell you this, bro. And this is from experience. Um, that is not practical. And here's what I mean. What? First of all, if you're married and you're supposed to be one, mm-hmm. somebody's going to have to access that Holy of Holies, bro. Yeah. So it's already crowded now. Now there's God, the Father, the Son, and the no. Holy Spirit, and your partner. No. No. You're getting all the... All the no. Hell, I'm not married, so, but so, I'm just it, thinking. You think... Because you, here's the thing, is that the act, the journey of becoming one... Okay. It's going to require you to allow your partner into the place, in place, into the places that other people don't have access to. Yeah. Like, no my wife knows things that only Jesus knows about. Okay. So Are my, there, can I ask you a question? My, my point is... Can I ask you another question? Yes. Are there things that Jesus knows that your wife does not know? There are things Jesus knows that I don't know of. Uh-uh, where you've willingly shared with Jesus. Here's the he thing. knows everything. We get that. Are my, there things that you've shared with Jesus that your wife does not know of? One of the core, um, what is it, I guess, pillars of our marriage is transparency. So... Here we go. What do you mean here we go? I'm, I'm listening. Uh-huh. Yeah. One of the core principles of our marriage is transparency. Right. And so I have vowed to be transparent with my wife. Okay. So there is nothing that I am withholding from my wife okay. in terms of what I know. Okay. But again, Jesus knows things about me that I even I don't know. But when something is thrown into my conscious and I am aware of, then I have vowed to be transparent with my wife and she's done the same thing. So my point here is this, is that to, it's, it's not practical to not allow people into the Holy of Holies. Mm-hmm. But I think um, the reason that we, even what you just read, the tweet there from your friend, I think, People, we have a tendency of saying that because Babu, people have a track record of disappointing us. And so if you let somebody into the Holy of Holies and they betray you, that's going to sting. And so to protect ourselves from all of that stuff, we keep people out. Right. And if we keep people out... We'll never make some of those connections. And I think it's, 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 it's important... It's paramount, as a matter of fact, for us to have those deep connections with other human beings. Right. And yes, it's great to have a connection with your spouse and your partner, but I think beyond that, you also need, uh, like if you're a man, you need to have those type of relationships with other men. 
Absolutely. You know, no, so no, I believe that completely. Yeah. I believe that completely. Lakini, lakini there, there is that separate relationship that you have with God. Of course. That you just don't have. Which is the foundation which, of all your other relationships. Exactly. So no matter how, how you're with your wife, there's still that time I'm going to take this off mm. and just for God. I'm not, I could even pray with my wife as much as I want. Let me put it this Lakini, way. Lakini, mm-hmm. you're still going to take time off and say, you know what, God, this time is for you. Let me put it this way. It's the temple, right? The temple of your heart. Let me try maybe use this analogy. It's the temple of your heart. There's the outer courts. There's the holy place. There's the holy of holies. Okay. The foundation of that temple is God. So he's in the outer courts. He's of course. The, he's in the holy place. He's in the holy of holies. Absolutely. So he's not contained in one place. Absolutely. But he's everywhere. Absolutely. So is, 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 is it just your defense, defensive, whatever, defense I'm point? not defensive. I think I'm just trying to paint a picture because I think for me... I find it hard to sort of like place God somewhere. I'm like terrible rebuttal. Yeah, he, he's gonna no for real. He's gonna spill over everywhere. No, no, of course, he spills he, over. He has access to everything, so he's not. And so he, he has. He's in all your holies. He's here. He's there. He's everywhere. Of course, he's in your relationship. He's the foundation of everything. Yes. I get that. Like in there is still a kind of relationship that ought to be closer. Yeah, more than anybody else. More than anybody else. My intimacy with God is nothing in comparison, even with my wife. It's different. Now that's what I'm talking about. Yes. That is the holy of holies. It's just you and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Umona, I thought with Jesus, much as he was intimate with his disciples, he still took time off and said, you know what? No, I need time with my father. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my secret place. That's important to me. That's and your foundation. Because if that's shaken... Exactly. All these other things will... It's going to collapse. The whole thing. Your holy of holies is going to collapse with your friends and your partner and everybody else. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's your recharge. That's where yes. your battery lies. That's where your energy lies. So I'm just saying, Kwamba... We see Jesus define and structure what friendship should be like. Yeah. Uh, the awareness of how to choose people. Mm. He chose people for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think we, we stop choosing purposeful. friends for a reason. Hmm? We never choose friends for a reason. It just it, it always appears as if we just stumble upon them. No, we. I think we do subconsciously. But Some, we don't know. Sometimes we're just looking for a vibe. Yes, that is very true. He's just but, looking for a vibe. But if Jesus somebody was, happens to have a vibe, you just say, hey, let's but, do it. But Jesus was never the vibe type of person. Jesus, like, Jesus was purposeful. Do you think we, should, we ought to be purposeful with our we friendship? We ought to be purposeful, bro. But we're not. We're not. Why not? No, no, not, no. Some of us are not. Mm-hmm. There are some people who are. Yeah, but I think there are some people who are purposeful. Mm-hmm. But I think we ought to be purposeful. Because we, we, we have a very short time on this earth. Mm-hmm. So we have 26,000 days if you live to be 70 or something like that. So we have a very short window of time on this earth. Right. So we cannot live just an easy breezy, you know, we'll just figure it out as we go along. You have to be purposeful, especially in your relationships. Because you know, people say, show me your friends and I'll show you uh, where you'll end up or something like your that. Your future, yeah. I'll show you your future. That's not a joke. It's true. So, so, if, if, so if these people will determine how your future is going to play out, you have to be purposeful about how you pick these yeah. people. And I think something else that we actually didn't uh, touch on, maybe we can get onto now, is the types of friendships. Right. We've had this conversation before, how, you know, there are different types of friendships. Again, now we're just going deeper into this whole outer courts or whatever, you know, holy place in the holy of holies, where they say, uh, I'm, I'm quoting here um, from the Bible study resources, where they say the highest level of Friendship contains the components of association, loyalty, right. along with affection. Association, loyalty, and, and affection. affection. Right. Uh, the friendship of David and Jonathan is mm-hmm. found in the book of Psalms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, First Samuel, sorry. Right. Um, has all three components. Mm-hmm. As does the friendship between Paul and the Philippian church. You can right. see that in the book of Philippians 4.1 or 4.15 to 20. Mm-hmm. So 
The highest level of friendship contains association, loyalty, and affection. Must all three be there? Yes. And I think one builds off of the other because association is the most basic level of friendship. <laughs> These are your colleagues, people you work together, you're like, oh, people. These are the people you went to school with. <laughs> These are the people you know who are your neighbors. And so that's where it starts. That's where it starts. Okay. You just, just associates. Okay. Um, and then loyalty. the next level is where now. We know each other and we are loyal to each other. Mm-hmm. And then the third level is affection. Well, we are affectionate you. towards one another. You think that, does that mean I love you now? Or is it I think you can love somebody at the association level. Fair enough. Which is because, and because uh, it's the same thing with God, right? Where, because yeah. um, love is about giving to yeah. everyone. We're called to love everyone. It says, for God so loved the world, but is God friends with the whole world? No, he's not. So love is about Everyone. We're called to love everyone. We're called to forgive everyone. We're called to be great. Everyone. Love is about giving to everyone. Undeserving. Undeservingly everyone. But friendship, like you just read John 15, 15, where he says, what I have, what I have, what is it? Um, what I've heard from my father. What I've heard from my father, I have known. made known to you. So it's no longer about just loving everyone. Now it's like, okay, I have told you things that the rest of the world doesn't know. Right. And for us Christians, of course, you know, through the Bible, we get to, know some of these things. That's why the Bible um, is a which, great tool to, create a, to, is, to build that friendship with God. Because yeah. hmm? you remember when John said if Jesus did, did so much mm-hmm. that if it was to be written in this book, none of the books in the world could, yeah. could contain. Right? So imagine the intimacy they had. So Because <laughs> they lived that stuff. Do you think, do you think on that, <clears throat> they, they were the most intimate with Jesus? No, I think another... Uh, do you think we'll be, you know, do you think the Holy Spirit reveals to us even yes. that... I think, but I think here's the thing. They were that intimate because they lived with him. Right. Do we spend enough time with Jesus to get to that place? Come on, boy, we say that again. Because look at Paul. Paul was taken to the heavens, bro. Mm-hmm. Paul had saw things that 99.99 whatever percent of the people have not. Even some of the apostles didn't. Exactly. He went up mm-hmm. there. Right. He had this intimacy with God. Look at John, mm-hmm. Apostle John. With the book of Revelations, he 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 saw some things, and I think that that's an open invitation to everyone. So, my friendship with Jesus is nothing in comparison to Jesus' friendship with John mm-hmm. or Apostle Paul, because they have been places. He has shown them things that I can't even begin to comprehend. Right. So I think, like we just saw here, friendship is is you know that affection, the part where you get a closer look into who I am. So friendship is intimacy. Yes. For I, you to be friends. That's you, the highest level of friendship. Where like, you have to be intimate with yes, one another. I am letting you see things that very few people have seen. And, right. you, and you see that with God. I, 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 I like to say this, but intimacy basically is, is allowing somebody. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you laying bare naked and unashamed In front of and the other clothing person. yourself yeah. and letting the other person mm-hmm. clothe you. Yeah. So in your relationship with Jesus, as your Lord, as your Savior, as your God, you ought to go to him laying yourself bare and mm-hmm. naked and saying, here I am. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, you know what, I love you just the way you are. And that's here, what, and let he, me cover you. And in fact, he took a step and said, you know what, now there is no more shame, or no condemnation. guilt, no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus. Yes. So he's saying, I'm going to cover you mm-hmm. with my blood, with my righteousness. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you the citizenship to be called sons mm-hmm. of Sh- God. Show me it all. Right? Mm-hmm. Even with your wife, Ben, mm-hmm. Mr. Transparency. Exactly. 
<laughs> and I think, yeah, because, you know, uh, you, know you, you, you laid yourself bare. Because she knows it, everything about it, it. It's built on the foundation of grace. So I, Absolutely. So, so there's no judgment. There's no this, you know. I'm not saying that the fear isn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, the fear is always there, just as we Even do, with God. Even with the God, fear the fear is there. It's like, okay, you know, what if... God would God judge me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, so, and, and then I have to work through my fear. Absolutely. Like, you know what, I can't help, I can't allow this fear to hold me back. Absolutely. Uh, because the fear comes from a real place, you mm-hmm. know, based on my experience and things that have happened in the past. And yeah. and so I have to be conscious and self-aware enough to realize, you know, I can't allow those fears to get in the way. And which is something that we all do where, you know, you had friends before, you let them in and they hurt you and you carry that hurt forward. Mm-hmm. And so you use that hurt to justify your inability to let people in. Right. And I think that's wrong because now you're robbing yourself of, you know, all the great things that could have happened if you would let certain people into your heart. But I think at the same time, we have to be wise in how we choose people. Because like we said, and, and, Jesus, hence, and, the, and that's how Jesus did that. Yes. There are only certain people mm-hmm. that he let in. Because I was looking at the instances, first of all, can we just say fear, as Dostoevsky says, mm-hmm. but fear is simply the consequence of a lie. Mm-hmm. Actual fears, actually. There's something that is not true that's telling you you shouldn't do that. Yeah. There's a lie that's telling you don't open up to, to Jesus, mm-hmm. which is you'll be condemned. But mm-hmm. Jesus says there's no condemnation. There's mm-hmm. some things that tells you don't tell your wife. Mm-hmm. But it's not true. Tell her because she's, exactly. she's going to cover you with her love and her grace, right? You're supposed to become one. You can't become one if, you know, you're withholding things. Absolutely. So I was thinking about the three times when you get to see Jesus. Because most people, you know, they, they, they comment on or they point out to the when they went on top of the hill uh-huh. and the transfiguration moment yeah. and be like, yo, see, that's the, yeah. that's the inner circle. Homeboy's got a close up. Yeah. But in reality, if you look more than once, uh-huh. Jesus picked those guys. Yeah. He, 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 he uh, it's always those three that he picked to go with them somewhere. If I was the rest of the disciples, I would have felt some type of way about it, man. The garden, while his most vulnerable, he picked those three to see him at his most vulnerable. Or at his weakest point in his ministry, he chose those three. And at his glorious moment, it's glorious even a word, but at his glorious moment, you get it, the transfiguration, he still took those three. I think the cross was the glorious moment, I think so. Not to him, he wasn't glorified at the cross though. Hmm. He was glorified at the resurrection. Yeah, true. You know, so you get the transfiguration, you get to see a, a different side of Jesus. And then when he actually, well, when he went to heaven, of course there was uh, the 500. Those the, those the 500 people, whatever. Like in, at the cross, you only had John. <laughs> yeah, but he has checked out. And, <laughs> but he, he has and, checked his, out. and his mother, his mother was there. And Mary. Mm. Uh, this, who's that guy? Potiphar's wife? Antipha's wife? Anyways, there's another Mary as well mm-hmm. there. But uh, but every moment at his weakest, he had his his, his inner circle, his friends. The people are the most intimate to him. Because he knew these are people who, who know me, that I've opened up to them even more. And, and people who I know who might even protect me. And I think in in friendship today, I think even as you lay yourself bare, the friends that you let in, you ought to know where they stand with you. Mm-hmm. But they're going to protect me. Mm-hmm. My wife is going to protect me. My God is going to protect me. Mm-hmm. Of course, like in the level of protection is a bit different because you mm-hmm. can't expect the same from your friends. Mm-hmm. Like in, at the end of the day, true friendship, you want to know what true friendship is? Look at Jesus. Now, going back to your Psalm 17, 17. Well, mm-hmm. uh, 18, 21, right? Mm-hmm. It says, uh, there's a friend that sticks closer to a brother. Proverbs, yeah. That proverb is talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the only friend that's going to stick closer than a brother. I mean, he laid down his life for you. He laid down his life. And he says there's no greater some, some, gift. Some, some of our family members can even give you a kidney, bro. Ah, bro, bro. 
Shazani, <laughs> for you. <laughs> but, uh, but he said, there's no greater gift there is than to lay, your, to lay down your life for your friends. Yeah, yeah. But of course, I don't think Jesus meant to come by, always give up your life, like die for your friends. He just meant you're going to serve them that you're going to forget yourself. You're going to give your all to your friends. Now that's, that's love. I think he meant that, bro. I mean, yeah, he meant that, Kumba. You can get to that point. Mm -hmm. But it means, Kumba, your life is not is not the most important thing to you. Basically, always put other people above you. Other people above you. Mm -hmm. Your friends above you. Mm -hmm. Those people that are closest to you above you. When you're going to have to go, you're going to have to go. You're going to have to go. You're going to have to go. You're going to have I don't know if I'm that deep. Yeah, yeah. See? For you. I don't know if I'm that deep. I'm that mature. No, yeah. I'm not that mature yet. Mm -hmm. But our whole point is saying, Kwachana know what social media defines friendship as. Yeah. Kwachana what we, our idea of friendship is. You want to know what friendship is, number one, look at the word. Mm. Look at what God says. What is friendship to God? Yes. And I like to say, Kwamba, Number one, we ought to be intimate because we were created. Our DNA mm -hmm. was created in such a way that we ought to be intimate. We're always craving intimacy. We're, we're, uh, we're seeking. We're seeking intimacy. It's a need. It's a need. Do you know why? Because out of everything in creation, everything else was spoken. Everything else was spoken. But we were made. We were touched by God. Mm -hmm. and, and, and what is it? We're made in the image of God. God wants intimacy. He wants intimacy. Mm -hmm. he, number one, he touched us in, mm -hmm. in creating us. And number two, he actually breathed mm -hmm. in us. And number three, even as Christians, Kwachanatu just as normal human beings. That's the DNA of every human being. Mm -hmm. But as Christians, what's even worse is that he breathed the Holy Spirit in us. Mm -hmm. we, have the, we have a deposit, a promise inside of us that, that is, we have something that's more intimate than anything else out there. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, we still require Intimacy. We seek intimacy. So, as friends, you want to know what friendship is? Go to Jesus. Number one, let him be your friend. Let that be the foundation of everything else. Mm -hmm. And then let's let's figure out from there. Mm -hmm. And number two, is there even number two after Jesus? I mean, Jesus is the foundation of all things, right? I guess so. I think, and I think, you know, if you want to know what friendship Go to the world. needs to be done, don't listen to Drake who says no new friends. Um, look to Jesus. <laughs> Look to Jesus. What does Wale say? In ambition, never love a woman. Don't, Only don't, love. don't listen to rappers. <laughs> don't listen to rappers. Don't listen to, you know, don't, don't do that. Don't, not pop culture, none of that stuff. Yeah. Go to Jesus. Look at what the Word of God says Sense. about friendship. Look at the standard of friendship, mm -hmm. you know, so that you can get wisdom on how to allow different people into the different How to even choose. Life. Exactly. How to choose friends. And at the same time, how to keep friends. Because again, Jesus' closest people were what? James, Peter, and John. Mm -hmm. Peter denied Jesus. At the Garden of, Garden of what is it, Gethsemane, mm -hmm. they let him down. Homeboys were napping. Mm -hmm. When he needed them to lift him up, they were sleeping. Right. But he didn't cut them loose. Denied him. Yeah, because which means, you know, but if I, in my greatest hour of need, you don't come through. Is this the same James that had a hard time believing? No, no, no. James, James was straight up, man. That was, I think, which one are you talking about? Because James, from later on in the Bible, is his brother. That's but his brother. This one, this is the guy who was uh, killed by King Herod. Yeah, quickly. Quick. Yeah, Monzonic, Early on. Yeah. So, you see that 
even in his friendships with Jesus, I mean, Jesus' friendship with other people, he was always gracious, always loving, always welcoming. And, you know, like you said, people were naked and unashamed. When they fell short, he was there to pick them up. Absolutely. So, so even in, in our Absolutely. relationships, you know, you see that the Bible is very clear that, you know, because you have to be wise in choosing the people in, who you let into your life. Um, because they does say that, you know what, um, when Bible talks about what is it um, being equally yoked in the book of uh, Corinthians mm -hmm. um, it says you know when do you ever see the devil and you know the darkness and light strolling or the devil and Jesus strolling down the street it doesn't you know bad company corrupts good character so which means the Bible is clear about being very careful who you let into your life yes but at the same time um, people have to fall into different places there has to be compartments where this you're, you're my friend here you're my friend here you're my friend here right. uh, so you have to be wise in terms of who where you place who and who you let wear into your life but at the same time you have a role to play as well it's not about getting it's Absolutely. about giving you have to be loving you have to be gracious that's the key thing gracious because people will disappoint you people will fall short people will do all kinds of things and you have to be the one who is always willing to extend that grace to extend the forgiveness Absolutely. Um, and if you move like that then the Bible would stand to be true that love never fails. You know, your friendships would be friendships that last. And I'm, and I'm saying all of this, you know, I'm sort of like thinking out loud right now. I'm like, you know, okay, maybe I know that I have failed tremendously in my friendships mm -hmm. before. Um, and now I hope that, you know what, I'll keep on getting better and better and better. Absolutely. And I think, as you just said, perfectly put, look at the word and what it says on, mm -hmm. on, on, on how to pick your friends. Yeah. But also look at the word because it will show you on how you should be a friend, how yes. you ought to be a friend. Yes. So it's it's a it's a twofold, mm -hmm. it's a two-dimensional, uh, you know, word, mm -hmm. you know. So anyways, going back to social media, one last thing. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about, do you know how crazy it is how Saivi, like, you're on Instagram for a while and, and then you, you leave Instagram and the nigga's always like, bro, what's wrong? Yeah. What happened, bro? You can talk to me about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like... I've never before, but because I, I left Instagram, you're wondering, like, yeah, like why? Then your break to actually figure yourself out, to actually have moments with yourself, or moments even with God, can be a reason why people think there's something wrong with you. Mm. While a lot of research actually shows people who are always on social media are most likely to have a problem. Yeah, there's social pressure on social media, bro. There's social pressure, of course. Like, in people, somebody's always on social media, always on social media. Either, of course, Kunaut and Bo, they have a reason. They're branding themselves. There's a reason why Nafanya Pali. Like Social media managers people, and stuff, yeah. For some people, it's just like, dude, well, we just have an issue, bro. Either with intimacy, with, with connecting with real people, whatever the issue is, uh, you're trying to hide behind yeah. the screen. It's but, an issue there, yeah. But we're just encouraging each other, encouraging you guys. If you're going to look for a place to hide, go hide in Jesus, man. Mm -hmm. You know, Psalm 99, what does it say? Those who... Uh, Bro, why are you trying to piece my Sunday school t-shirt today? Hey, man, listen, I'm trying to forget. I'm, I'm trying to remember as well. Those who rest in the, uh, under this... Uh, Here's what I think. I know that Psalms has, does a great job of pic picturing Jesus as a an eagle where we hide in his wings. Right. He is a fortress, you know, which means that he's, you know offers protection. Mm -hmm. um, so he, we see him as a nurturer. We see him as a protector. Uh, we see him as a harbor where we can go and, you know, set camp. So I think, yeah, definitely, if you... Are looking for comfort, Jesus is the place to go. If yes. you're looking for rest, he is the place He's to go. go. Um, if you're looking for affirmation, you can get that from God. 
Because God does a wonderful job at affirming all of his children. Absolutely. So if that's what you're looking for, go to God. Yes. Not social media. Yes. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Yeah. You know. So yeah, man, that's our encouragement today, man. As friends, let's not be let's not let's not be in a world that is so connected yet so isolated. Because as Christians, we're called to be people who are connected. Mm. People who serve one another, people who grow with one another, people who reach reach out to people. Mm. That's what Christianity is about. Yeah. You know, so let's not hide behind screens and, and social media and all this. Let our number one friend be Jesus. Mm-hmm. Let the second part be the word of God. Mm-hmm. And that will be the source of your direction, man. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's encouragement today. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and thank you for Ben Kutokunijibu on social media and always texting me. It's a weird thing, dude. I know, right? But uh, <laughs> it's terrible at that stuff. Yeah, man. But that's what we think friendship is about. Mm-hmm. We're practicing that and I, and, I, and I hope we also get to practice that. And, 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 and since we're here, I think I need to do a PSA, right? A public service announcement. On what? If I take two weeks to respond to your text, it's not you, it's me. You're not giving me that it's not you, it's me routine? <laughs> yes. It's true, it's me. How long do I take to respond to your text, dude? Oh, my God. I, I'm terrible at I was, I was about to have a Josh Costanza moment. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm terrible at that. Yeah, man. Anyways, that's the encouragement today. So we hope you've learned something. I hope you put that into practice. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. This has been another episode of the What If We Keep Real podcast. I was your host, Henry Sondo. And I was your host, Ben Oden. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time. <laughs>